my prayer you'll enjoy singing the carols and I want you to just stay seated as it's time for us to sing them and Carol will play um, Karen will play them music to me over the years has helped to bring his word to life and to etch it into my soul and I think that is for many people and the traditional carols also have allowed me during Christmas to sense his spirit and this week, as I was reading my daily devotions, I came across one I'd like to share with you to begin. It says, the ways of God are without fault. When God doesn't do what we want, it's not easy. It never has been and never will be. But faith is the conviction that God knows more than we do about life, and he will get us through. Remember, disappointment is cured by revamped expectations. I like the story about the man who went to the pet store in search of a singing parakeet. It seems he was a bachelor and his house was just too quiet. The store owner had just the bird, so the man bought it. The next day, the bachelor came home from work to a house full of music. He went to the cage to feed the bird and noticed for the first time that the parakeet only had one leg. So he felt cheated that he was sold only a one-legged parakeet, so he called and he complained. The store owner replied, what do you want, a bird who can sing or a bird who can dance? Christmas, friends, is a time of expectation, isn't it? Will we get everything we want on our list? Will all our family and friends be able to gather together to celebrate in one place? Will we hear from those that have been distant from us for a long time over the years? Will we have enough money to buy the presents we want? or pay back the bills that we create? Will our Christmas dinner come out just right? And will we really experience the presence of Christ this season? This morning is my prayer that in spite of all of our earthly expectations, we realize there is a gift that goes on and on and on because of a small child born in Bethlehem many years ago, a child that came to show us unconditional love, mercy, grace, forgiveness, and does know what is best for us each and every day if we just follow the star to Bethlehem. I am privileged to share and give to Wayne Presbyterian the manger that is going to be coming up on the piano. And it was put up every year at Preakness as a reminder of the gift that goes on and on, not just on Christmas, but every day. Like everything in our human life, this manger is not perfect. For over the years, it lost a piece or two. Thank you, it wasn't Jesus. But it not only tells his story once again, but with its human imperfections, it teaches us greater lessons. 
It's my hope this morning to share his story, but also a glimpse of what those in the story give to each of us each and every day. His story will be weaved with familiar carols, but the words will be on the screen, although I'm confident most of you know at least the first verse of each. But we're just going to sing probably one or two verses of each. And so I'd like you to begin with me by singing, O Holy Night. in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shine. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and his name shall be Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. The following month God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee to a virgin Mary, engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of the King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, or Gabriel, congratulations, favored lady, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be frightened, Mary, the angel told her. For God has decided to wonderfully bless you. Very soon now you'll become pregnant and have a baby boy. And you are to name him Jesus. He shall be very great and shall be called the Son of God. And the Lord shall give him the throne of his ancestor David. And he shall reign over Israel forever. His kingdom shall never end. One small child. Child in a land of a thousand, once. 
this time, Caesar Augustus, the Roman emperor, decreed that a census should be taken throughout the nation. Everyone was required to return to his homeland for his registration royal line. He had to go to Bethlehem in Judea from the Gilead village of Nazareth. He took with him Mary, his fiancée, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. And she gave birth to her first child, a son, and she wrapped him in a blanket and laid him in a manger because there was no room in the inn.
That night some shepherds were in the fields outside the village guarding their flocks of sheep, and suddenly an angel appeared among them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you the most joyous news ever proclaimed, and it is for everyone. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born tonight in Bethlehem. How will you recognize him? You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, praising God and singing glory to God in the highest and peace to his people on earth. And when the army of angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Come on, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this wonderful thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And then they traveled to the village and found their way to Mary and Joseph and found the baby lying in the manger. Sing the first and second verse of While Shepherds Watch Their Flock. was born in the town of Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some astrologers from the eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the far off eastern lands and have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed by their questions and Jerusalem was filled with rumors. He called a meeting of the religious leaders. Did the prophets tell us where the Messiah would be born? Yes, in Bethlehem, they said, for this is what the prophet Micah wrote. O little town of Bethlehem, you are not just an unimportant village, for a governor shall rise from you to rule my people in Israel. Then Herod sent a private message to the astrologers asking them to come to see him. And at that meeting, he found out from them the exact time when they first saw the star. Then he told them, go to Bethlehem and search for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me so I can go and worship him too. After this interview, the wise men started again. And look, the star appeared to them again, standing over Bethlehem. Their joy knew no bounds. And entering the stable, where the baby and Mary, his mother, was, they threw themselves down before him, worshiping. And they gave Jesus their presents of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Let us sing the first verse of We Three Kings. 
his story has been carried on with great expectations since the moment he was born. His story, which would continue to bring hope, peace, joy, and above all, love. His story to each of us that continues to fill us with awe and wonder and takes away that despair, the fear, the anxiety, the imperfect, the sadness, the doubt, and the mistakes that we make time and time again. The birth of Christ Jesus and those that were told the story over and over, over throughout the years gives us the gift of love that goes on and on and on. Joseph was a carpenter, and can you imagine he must have been shocked when he learned of Mary's upcoming birth and a birth to the Messiah. I would imagine, friends, he was filled with fear, doubt, questioning many things. Yet in spite of it all, he stayed true to his God, and with his belief and his faith, he journeyed ahead. He showed us what it is to believe no matter what others say around us or the countless times we may have doubt or fear. Joseph showed us how to walk our own journey, knowing the Lord knows what is best for us. And even when the valleys and storms come our way, if we look up, and we follow the Lord in his spirit, we receive the gift. So this morning we receive gifts from Joseph. God blessed Mary too. She too must have also been fear, fearful, uncertain, and very doubtful. Like Joseph, she followed too. She took the journey of her faith and received the greatest gift of all for each of us. Most of us in this room have held a newborn baby and have felt tears coming down our cheeks as the love pours out from our soul. I remember the first time they put John, Justin in my arms. I just couldn't believe it. But I got to tell you, the moment they put Cash in my arms, my first grandchild, I just sobbed. I just sobbed. Can you imagine that she had the opportunity to hold the Messiah, the Savior, the King of Kings? One of my favorite verses in the book of Luke says it all. But Mary treasured all these things, and she pondered them in her heart. Mary showed us how to push aside fear, uncertainty, doubt, and to replace it with love. What a gift to us all. And I love the many lessons from the shepherds that night, too. Although I am confident they, too, were frightened, they did not let fear stop them from honoring our Lord. Sometimes we are afraid to share our faith, even in quiet ways. 
But the shepherd showed us to be bold, to go where we're led, and allow our faith to shine through us. Above all, as we serve, we're to give our glory to the Lord and let him guide us step by step. We're told to care for all his sheep, friends, not just the ones that are easy. We're told to follow in the footsteps of the great shepherd. We're told to be his shepherd here on earth, are we not? What a lesson from the shepherds that first Christmas morning. Now, by now, you have noticed my nativity. It only has two wise men, not three, as the story goes. I'll never forget the year I opened the box. Now, we had keeping all of our stuff downstairs, and so I figured that probably the person that took it down didn't realize it said fragile. When I opened the box that year, the third wise man wasn't all put together anymore. In fact, he was in many, many, many pieces. They all have little cracks in them, but that wise man and one camel, which I didn't feel the loss is great, were gone, and there was nothing we could do. But then I realized it was a great story, because nothing is perfect for us either. And yet God calls us to seek the wisdom from him, trying to follow his light, his guidance, and find understanding in our life and give forgiveness. Give mercy. Give grace. And as they traveled to see the newborn child, their hearts stirred enough to know they needed to be aware of Herod's true plan. And then they traveled a different route back. So they did not go back to him to report where the baby was. Friends, often we know how they felt. For when the Spirit stirs our souls, we are led by our Lord with great wisdom, understanding, strength, and guidance that we could never do alone. I looked at my life the last few weeks, and as you know, most of the time I was in Texas packing my daughter. For the, I think I told a few of you, for the first few weeks, we had a lot of storms going on in that house because nothing was coming together. But I said to her, we need to get on our knees and ask God to guide us, to give us the wisdom, give us the understanding. And boy, I wish the Lord worked so quickly like he did there. Because we did that Wednesday night, and Thursday she got a job, Friday the house sold, Thursday... Uh, Saturday, they found an apartment, townhouse, and Monday, they had a daycare for the child. And by Wednesday, the pod was at our house. I was like, wow, Lord, if you could just move that quick all the time. But the wisdom was to go to the Lord 
And that's what the wise men, they were searching for the baby Jesus, but they knew to follow the star. They knew to follow him. I guess I was going to put the baby in last, but I didn't. Oh, well. The baby Jesus that is in a nativity is the most valuable of all, as you all know. The baby born in Bethlehem long ago who went from the cradle to the cross for each of us. The baby Jesus brought us the best gift of all. Unconditional love. Unconditional love. No matter how many times we mess up, we're forgiven. No matter what we do wrong, when we allow Jesus in our hearts, he will dwell there forever. And because he lives in us, friends, we can face tomorrows, we can face our challenges, we can experience joy, we can go into life with great expectations, we can dwell in peace. And the greatest gift is that we'll live eternally with him. There is no greater gift this Christmas, friends, nothing that you receive or wrapped than this unconditional love. For that's truly the gift that goes on and on and on. And this Christmas, I want to encourage you to share that gift. That's the best gift you can give. Serve others. Forgive others. Hug tighter. Love deeper. And above all, let Jesus dwell in your heart. And I promise you, if you do that, his gift will go on and on and on, not just to you, but to all those that come your way this Christmas season.
here's what we're going to do. This wasn't in plans. going to teach you the chorus. It's going to haunt you at night. It's going to haunt you during the day for this week. So you're just going to play the chorus for me. We're not going to teach you any parts. Don't worry. But the gift goes on. It's all you need to know. All right? And the gift goes on. 